Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. We have on air with us, of course, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Wayne? Good morning, Summer. Hi, good morning, good morning. Or afternoon or wherever you are out there listening. That's right. I think this is going yeah. to be our last show of the year. Isn't that a strange thought? Hmm. The, yeah. show, the year is over already. My goodness. One more year down. I am now another year younger. Can you believe that? I, I don't know. I'm going to be wearing diapers by the end of this. Probably will be anyway. Hey, if we were all out there uh, surfing in the Maui <laughs> in the Maui waters and, and doing yoga every morning, we'd all be reversing our age. I, I just came out of that beautiful ocean just now. Oh, so <coughs> as we've been doing in the last um, you know few months with this program, what do you say we jump right into our callers and start having Absolutely. conversations with them? Mm-hmm. Yep. Conversation. This is conversations with Wayne. Conversation. No, no, no. We're not renaming the show again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we should try out uh, Rick in Staten Island, New York. Rick, welcome to our show today. Hi. How are you? How's everything? Hey, Rick. Hey, Wayne. How are you? Great I'm great, day. thanks. How you doing? Pleasure speaking to you. Likewise. Uh, Wayne, uh, I hate to use you like Dear Abby. <laughs> That's great okay. Episode. I don't mind. It's I like great. Abby. Great information you have. And uh, in any case, uh, my grandchildren, uh, my daughter started sending them to catechism, uh, which is, I guess, a prelude to the Catholic religion. Right. And I, I have such, uh, I don't know what the word is, mixed emotions or such anxiety over uh, organized religion now. And I try to talk to my children, and I have so many great things in my head. And so such great knowledge from you, but when I start talking about it, it comes out like spaghetti. Mm-hmm. If you know what I'm talking about, so mm-hmm. uh, it creates a dilemma with with her, and it's so important to me because I had my grandchild call up and reciting a uh, a prayer to me, worshiping, you know, and I'm like having mm-hmm. an anxiety attack on the phone, saying, "God, what do I do? How do I?" Mm. You know, how do I handle this? What is your What is your biggest fear? <clears throat> what, well, my biggest what, what, scare, fear what scares is, you about it? Well, I guess the fear is that, well, I I went through my whole life debating all kinds of nothing ever stuck with me. Nothing ever. I was always lost in religion. Mm-hmm. When I happened to see your show on uh, Power of Intention, everything clicked for me personally, mm-hmm. and it's it's changed my life where. Uh, I can't even fathom somebody reading a fiction book anymore. I'm wasting their time not trying to find out what this is all about, mm-hmm. you know, and to waste a thought on such, to me now, it seems so uh, ancient, <laughs> these rituals. But how, how is your, think about your grandson or your granddaughter, how are they going to come to the same awareness you did if they don't have the opportunity to be exposed to it? I mean, well, you're, the, the reason that you have such strong feelings <clears throat> about organized religion and about, um, you know, some of the uh, some of the details and, <clears throat> you know, the logistics that go around uh, organized religion, uh, you've, you've come to your own conclusions about that. Yeah. But that but the conclusions you've come to weren't and they didn't come from me. They came from a lifetime of having those experiences, test, testing them out, finding out which ones work, which ones don't work. And ultimately coming to a place of uh, personal enlightenment enlightenment for you that uh, that resonates with you 
Um, that's 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 one of the great lessons that we all have to have when it comes to, you know, these. Uh, you know, you you can't put your head on some on on those little children's shoulders. You just don't get to do that. I, I mean, I see that I see that with my own children every single day. I listen to them telling telling me their stories. The teenagers, they're in their twenties and and early thirties, and and they tell me this and that and all that, and I and I can see uh, the, the direction that they're going, and I'm, I I know that that that, that they're going to have uh, some pain coming to them as a result of the direction that they're going and so on, or the people that they decided to be with, or the beliefs that they have. And you just have to set back and, uh, and and allow and 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 not be uh, you know trying to force your point of view on somebody else. Isn't that exactly the thing that you object that the church is doing? Correct. It's it's uh, imp- imp- I, yeah. I find I talk to anyone when is when I start to get a little deep. Also, I start to get so passionate, and I think I'm starting to talk so brilliant, like you might. Mm. And I hear myself, mm. Rick, shut up, <laughs> just shut up, <laughs> you know, be quiet. It's not working. Yeah. You know? Well, it, it, that's exactly right, though. But I mean, and and then and and the other side of it is the assumption that you have is because all of this uh, sort of rigid Catholicism uh, didn't work for you, that it won't work for that it won't work for them. But there's an awful lot of people who have been raised in uh, you know in various organized religions who um, who treasure it and do do wonderful things with it and yeah. uh, and make the yeah. world a much better place because of it. And uh, I mean, I think of. Some of the greatest saints, you know, the St. Augustines and the St. Francis's and the people that I quote, these were Catholics, you know, these right. were people yeah. who were part of a, a very, you know, very powerful uh, force on the planet. There's a lot of stuff I don't agree with in it, but uh, I don't like to just sweep it all aside and just say, because I see it another way, that means that there's no possibility that, uh, you know, that there <clears throat> that there might be an alternative way of doing it or that there might be one way for one person and, and another way for someone else. And, uh you know, I think it's that old thing from Telopa. It's have a mind that's open to everything, but attached to nothing. And it's the attachments, I think, that that create problems for us. But but having a mind that's open for your children and your grandchildren to explore all kinds of avenues and ideas and see whether they work and they don't work. I would sit back and keep my mouth shut and just enjoy enjoy uh, what it is that they're learning. Give them your opinion when they ask for it, and uh, you know, but don't try to. Don't try to make somebody else wrong and make yourself right, because that's that's always the ego at work. Let me get one more quick one with you. Sure. Say every person you meet uh, is there for a lesson for you to learn. Right. Paraphrasing, not quite how you say it. Right. But could that be our ego trying to make us say, well, what are we learning for? We really think we're getting someplace higher. Is that our ego saying that? Uh, well, it could be if 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 getting someplace higher means that uh, that other people then are lower, you know, and no. that uh, th- that so you're, you're, you're to learn. So if you're learning, you're going to be adding an additional knowledge or whatever the. Yeah, but it, it will help you to form. It will help you, especially. I'm thinking about your grandchildren. It'll help them to formulate ideas of their own that are based upon their own experiences and what they've been exposed to. I'm, I mean, I'm glad for, for one, I, I lived in a series of foster homes until I was almost 10 and, and each time we would go to a new place, there would be, uh, I, I'd have a whole new religious persuasion. One Sunday I'd be going to a Baptist uh, church and then after that I'd be going to a Catholic church and then I'd be going to a, you know, a Methodist church and, uh, you know, and, and so on. And I've just always been grateful for my exposure uh, into all of them, and uh, was, and I really the the truth is that I feel that they all have something uh, wonderful to offer the whole world. I really do. Right. Well, my my big my big thought all the time, like it has nothing to do with my grandchildren, is why we were taken out of that parentheses in eternity. Yeah. 
but what's the, there has to be, you know, it's great to say we're here to go another step further and to be in a higher state. At the end, and we, we learn a lesson this time and we progress again. I, me, I don't see it that ego. way. <laughs> yeah, that does sound like ego to me. I, I honestly don't see it that way. I, I see it more the that uh, we're here to, you know, to be as close to God as we possibly can, which means to be giving, which means to be serving, which means to be living the great virtues, which means to have reverence for all of life and to 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 participate in in anything that brings us closer to God consciousness, which is, uh, you know, that just means to just be able to enjoy every moment of your life. I think that's what really what it's all about. And this time of year is a good time to remind yourself of that. I appreciate your time and your business. Thank you, my friend. God bless you. To me and, and my family. Thanks a lot. Thank you. I appreciate mm, Thank that. you so much, Rick. That's an unusual call he had, but not really, because a lot of people have those concerns about what happens when other people think differently than me. What will happen right, to and, them? And we get, what will happen to and, us? And, right. And we, then we put people into compartments and into labels, and uh, we just make assumptions that anybody who spouts uh, this particular you know, point of view, this Catholic point of view, or this Lutheran point of view, or this Jewish point of view, or this Muslim point of view, and we're always putting people into compartments uh, just, just based upon uh, you know, a, a set of beliefs that... Uh, you know, when you really get right down to it, almost all religious persuasions are really just about getting closer to, uh, you know, to to something that 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 we're all connected to. Everybody has their own way about of of going about it, and um, you know, to sit back and and let other people do it their way, and and instead of saying you should be doing it this way and thinking that way, saying, tell me some more about your points of view. I've never really considered that before. Yeah. Having that open mind to everything. Well, I have another oh. caller for you, Doctor Dyer. Great. We I love have, talking to people. We're, we're going from <laughs> one coast to the other, from New York to California. We have Debbie in San Diego. Debbie, welcome. You're on air with Dr. Wayne Dyer. Hi, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Hi, Debbie. How are you this morning? I'm great. Um, my question, well, my biggest issue in my whole life, well, not my, well, yeah, it is my biggest, my father. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, from starting to listen to you from the beginning, you know, and seeing where, how I was blaming him at 40 years old, you know, the mm -hmm. whole song and dance. So, I mean, I've, I've been working on it for two years, and um, it's still really tough. And about five months ago, he got mad and cut me off and didn't come around for about four months. And then all of a sudden, he just showed up. And mm -hmm. I find it uncomfortable. How? Tell me more. What, what, what do you, first of all, what, what's the issue with your father? Um, I'm ang yeah, I'm angry that he is the way he is. He doesn't, I'm only allowed to talk about service things. Um, we can't ever go any deeper than that. Um, I, I'm angry he didn't do a better job. I'm just angry that we can't work together to make a better relationship, I guess. What was the greatest moment you ever had with your father? Oh. The best the best moment, the absolute best moment you ever had with him. You must have had one. <laughs> I don't even know. Even as I, a little girl or whatever, do you ever remember? You know, I always thought he was the greatest thing growing up. I mean, just the greatest thing, and then... I, you know, when I was 38, I, uh, I mean, yeah, when I was 38, I, you know, saw him for, for who he was and, mm. and it wasn't so great. So and you I, were deluded, you were deluded all of those years that you thought he was the greatest thing there ever yeah, was? Yeah, he was married to my stepmother for 22 years. And when they divorced, I actually, I was in prison. And when I came out, he was married to another woman. And I always thought she mm -hmm. was the problem. And I realized mm -hmm. he was him. And then her and I talked and I, mm -hmm. and I found out the real truth of what was going on for 22 years that, you know, she didn't know him any better 22 years later. Mm -hmm. 
and she just said she feels sorry for him. And, yeah. I, and, um, yeah, I just love him so much that I always wanted to please him and, you know, have him be proud of me or, you know what I mean? Just to take care of him. And do you still love him so much? Oh gosh. Yes. And, and, mm. just, um, and yeah, but, how would you, de- how would you define that, that love then? What does it mean to you to love I, someone so much? Um, I'd do anything for him. Mm. Robert Frost had a wonderful line. I've quoted it many, many times. He said, we love the things we love for what they are. Okay. So not for what, not for what they ought to be, not for what they used to be, not for what I think they should be, but we love the things we love for what they are. So that when you look at a, when you look at a flower, you don't look at that flower and and say, it's a, it's a beautiful rose, but I really wish it was a tulip. Um, you don't look at a kitten and say, you know, I love the way you are, but I just wish your stripes were just a little bit different or that, you know, that mark around your eye wasn't there or whatever. You look at everything that you forgetting people now, everything that you love, you love it for even your ice cream sundae or whatever it is. You love it for what it is. And then we come to each other and to ourselves. And um, to me, one of the great lessons I, that I, I've had to learn is that the way that you show, that we show love for God, that God, source, spirit, whatever you want to call this divine organizing intelligence from which all things emanate and to which all things return, that uh, <clears throat> loving, you know, lo- loving is really um, nothing more than just accepting people or things or whatever it is for exactly what they are. And when you can get to that place in your life where you can say, yes, this person behaves in ways that I don't agree with and so on, but I'm loving this person for what he is. And and all those years that he was married to your stepmother or married, did this or did that wrong or wasn't doing this, you, you basically your father was doing what he knew how to do, I, given, the, I know given that. the conditions of his life. I know that. You know what I mean? I do know that because I've made plenty of mistakes myself, and I don't. You know what I mean? I'm mm. no better, and I. Don't, yeah. And um, but how do I uh, get past it? I mean, how do you? Like. You get you get past it by 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 letting go of of all of your judgments about it, and just you know just saying, uh, you know who, who this this is my father. This is this is the man that uh, you know brought me into this world. You know I am a I am a part of this man. Is it okay and, to say not come around for a while to like? Is it, I think it is okay. It's definitely okay if if he's coming around and being abusive and so on. But if he's coming around and he's just annoying to you because he doesn't talk more deeply about things and only talks on the surface, which are your words, right? Um, I would say that it would be really important for you to uh, to be you know on the surface with this man, with with who he is, and practice loving him. Uh, despite the fact that there are things that you wish that he were doing differently, let go of those wishes. Let go of that those expectations that he should be what he is. And just see if he doesn't become deeper and more profound and away from the surface when you respect and love him for what he is. Well, Dr. Great. Dyer, we have so many people just wanting that last bit okay. of, ah, should I not say advice, but conversation mm. with you. Conversation. <laughs> I don't uh, give advice. Very informative <laughs> conversations, though, I, m- I might add. How about if we move again across the world? We're, we have Manisha from Dubai, and I think, Manisha, you're on Line 7. We may have spoken with you a little bit earlier in the year, perhaps back in May. So are you just checking yes, in with us? Yes, Summer. How hi. are you doing? I'm wonderful. Uh, hi, Dr. Dyer. How are you doing? Hi, Manisha. I'm doing great. How are things in Dubai? It must be late at night there. It is late at night. It's 1 a.m. Yes. 
How are you Thank doing? You for it's calling. good to talk I'm to you again. I'm doing great. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Um, my question basically is about knowing how to make the right choice. How do you know that you're making the right choice? How do you know choosing one path over another will lead to the desired outcome? Um, specifically speaking, uh, I'm dealing with the current problem. Um, my parents' happiness means a lot to me, and I don't believe I can be happy unless they are happy. And um, I'm in love with and want to marry a guy that they don't approve of. And if I decide to fight the battle with them and marry him, how can I be sure I'm making a wise decision? I just wanted wow. to know if you had any words of wisdom for me. Yeah. Well, the words of wisdom that I have for you are, are, are I would change my, change my thoughts, and, uh, and then you'll, you'll change your life. But the, the assumption that you can't be happy unless your parents are happy is really the, the uh, that's, that's a prescription for, a, for being a victim for the rest of your life. Um, <clears throat> that's number one. Number two, the, the issue of whether a question is right or not, you know, which is um, what basically what you started out with. How do I know if this is the right decision or if it's going to lead to the right thing and all that? The answer to that is you don't. That's the ego. The ego is always about being right. The higher self is about being happy. Um, so when you okay. have a choice to be right or to be happy, um, if you want to, if you want to keep the ego, the dominant force in your life, being right, winning, being better than somebody else, uh, making other people happy and so on, then you opt for, you know, whatever it is that's going to please other people. If on the other hand, your objective is to be happy and to, and to live a fulfilled life, which you have, uh, every entitlement to do, then you have to look within yourself and say, I trust my heart. And when, when you are, in, when you say I'm in love with another man, that, when love is, is, is the same as, it's a synonym for God. Um, you know, he that, you know, believeth in me, believeth in love, uh, and, and love and God are one. So that, that love that you are feeling, that really strong sense of connection to that other person and wanting to share your life with that person and being, you know, totally happy, that's really, that's really God speaking to you. That's the, that's the highest place that you can get to in your life. And if somebody else around you, even if they are your parents, makes the assumption that this isn't, uh, this isn't correct or it isn't right because of any number of rules that they may have, he may not fit in with some kind of cultural thing that was handed down to them by their great, great, great grandparents. You don't have any idea what it is that might be keeping them from, from not wanting, uh, to endorse and embrace this man as, as the person that you love. Um, and you have to let your parents know. You have to really let your parents know, not through your words, but through your actions, that you make the choice to be in love and to be and to be a, a happy, fulfilled person. Um, I know that sounds a lot easier when you speak about us, particularly in certain cultures, and particularly in the culture that you live in, uh, all the mm-hmm. way all all the way on the other side of the world, where you know making sure that your family believes the same way that you do is is a big part of that culture. Um, I just don't, I, I just don't think it's going to bring you the kind of happiness that you, that you are entitled to and that you deserve. So. Right. Um, yeah, what is it about, what is it sense. about, what is it about this man that your, your parents find, uh, d- disagreeable? Well, there are a couple of things. Um, he happens to not be from the exact same caste as me and, hmm. Um, I belong to a very, very prosperous family, like we're really mm-hmm. well off and he's still struggling mm-hmm. in life and he's trying to make mm-hmm. his way up. So um, these couple of, you know, these factors and a lot of others and, you know, that's... So how do, you fe- how do you feel about those factors? 
How do you feel? Does it bother um, you that I, he's not yeah. of the same cast that you are? No, that doesn't bother me at all. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, connection goes beyond caste. I mean, I could meet right. someone from the same caste and not have that kind of connection. Right. You know, and it feels like a lot to give up just on the basis mm-hmm. of caste. But um, somewhere along the way, I do kind of, you know, feel like he's still, you know, struggling and trying to come up. Mm-hmm. He's not so financially the question that, the, quite. The question that, yeah, I got it. The question that you're, uh, the, the question you have to ask yourself is, you know, is it more important you know, that, uh, you know, because, but what you're really saying is what my parents think of me is more important than what I think of myself. And you're also saying that what my parents, I'm an adult woman, but what my parents think of this person that I am in love with is more important than what I think of this person and their opinions are, are, are more valid than my opinions. All of this is, uh, if, if you look at those three things, you just have to say to yourself, which which choice do I want to make in my life? You know, and the and the and the answer should be should be obvious to you. It seems to me. Yeah, the answer is pretty obvious. I mean, I've already reached the point where I, you know, I completely agree with everything you're saying, and I feel mm-hmm. like the answer is obvious. But sometimes, um, I just feel like, how do I strike the balance between my heart's desire and the mental satisfaction of a secure future? Well, there is no such thing as a secure future, so you can just let that one go. None of us. I mean, you can hang up this phone and be hit by a bus, okay? And and there's there's a ch- that's going to happen to somebody on the planet someplace. Uh, mm-hmm. To get rid of security as a reason why you do anything, and 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 trust trust in your heart. You have fallen in love. You have to allow yourself the uh, the recognition that you are smart enough and and deserving enough. To be uh, to be loved by another human being without interference from anybody outside of you, including your parents. That's my that's my take on it, my dear. Right, right. Thank you so much. It makes You're, things yeah. much clearer for me now. Oh, great. Mm, thank well, you so much, yeah, too, Manisha. I appreciate your advice. And you know what? At the back, at the back of uh, of it all, in your mm-hmm. parents' heart, they will respect you more for for believe for doing what you believe in than for giving in and doing what they tell you to do. I think people respect strength, not weakness. Yeah, I know. Eventually they will, and I guess that's the only way I would have more respect for myself. Yeah, and you can love them despite the fact that they don't agree with with who you are and what you're doing. You can still love your parents for that. You just don't have to take all of the grief that goes with it. Okay, yeah. Okay, my dear. Okay, take care, Manisha. Thank you so much, Dr. Dyer. (laughs) Thank you. God bless you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Thanks for calling from Dubai. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. So many questions today about accepting others or being accepted by mm. them and forgiving them. And um, well, it also mm. points out the, the you know that the, in different cultures, um, what 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 the family thinks and what the cast member, you know, what where you're supposed to be identified and so on, become these these huge issues that uh, we we think you know some places like uh, there there are places in the world where we wouldn't even be concerned with that sort of a thing, but it's very real and it's very much there in in people's lives. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.